0: Get ready to take some notes because we're going to jump right into it here. What is happening, Freedom Fighters? It is Dave Morin, your home service business coach. Thanks again for tuning into my podcast channel here. It means the world to me. I'm trying to bring you relevant interviews and content all centered around helping you take your home service business to the next level. It's all about transitioning yourself from being the technician in your business and actually working on your business as a higher level CEO, strategically planning where your company is heading. So this is a fun one coming up for you. I had the opportunity to sit down with Mr. Jason Guyman, who is on YouTube. He has a very prominent YouTube channel called Pressure Washing Help uh i would be great if you could check out his channel subscribe to his content and he is doing what i'm doing helping other service business owners scale up their business so we even touch on that in our discussion how we don't view each other as competition but rather as two people who can help each other reach similar audiences and uh, and help people level up in the pressure washing space. So this one, I was on Jason's channel, again, Pressure Washing Help, and we're really centering our chat around the two things that you can do to grow your pressure washing business. But as you know, as we dive deep with, with cleaning systems, uh, you can apply those systems to whether you have a landscaping company, painting company, irrigation, whatever the services you're doing. It's not so much the service, it's all those back-end systems that we talk about leveling up and working on your business. So uh, without further ado, enjoy this chat that I have with Jason Guyman centered around what you can do to take your service business to the next level.
1: What up, guys? Jason Guyman here with PressureWashHelp.com, king of pressure washing. And today I have a special guest on from a different country, and that is Canada. And so I knew that was going to be there loud. So this is going to be an awesome interview. We're going to talk to David and, you know, This is one of those things that, you know, competition isn't a bad thing. I can look at David and say he's competition and I shouldn't be bringing him on here. But you know what? I love to network. Networking will help you grow your business bigger than anything else. We was actually just talking right before we got on here about networking. We'll talk a little bit about that, but I want to talk about two things that can kind of grow your pressure washing business, and we'll kind of talk about that in the midway of the the video, but let's get started here. And David, tell me a little bit about yourself. Tell me
0: about family and business and stuff like that. You betcha. Well, thanks, Jason. It's uh, it's a pleasure to be on here. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm Dave Mormon. I'm up here in uh, Vancouver, BC, Canada. So as Jason says, uh, we love to say a. So if I'm talking a bit funny, bear with me on this one. But uh, I am. Uh, I'm. I just turned thirty two years old, and uh, I'm I'm happily uh, married. No kids in the, uh, in the scene yet, but uh, I've spent kind of the, uh, you know, most of my 20s actually building up uh, a number of home service uh, businesses. And uh, now my, my latest venture is focusing on uh, my pressure washing business, Revive Washing. So that's, uh, that's kind of me in a, in a little nutshell here. So what made you want to start a pressure washing business? It's a good question. Uh, Jason. So, I actually, you know, fell in love with home services. For those of you who know my story, uh, I was actually brought up in college uh, door knocking, going door to door. You know, I was this shy 19 year old kid and I was running a, uh, a student painting franchise. So they really teach you this this franchise I was in. They teach you how to get jobs and, you know, paint houses and make money in your kind of your summer months. Uh, But what happened was I got, you know, I did it after a number of years. I got my business degree, but I really got kind of trapped in this, this franchise, you know, it was nothing bad that they did or didn't do, but it just came to this point that I wanted to really create my own brand and uh, really have full independence over the, the brand I was building. So it was kind of a period of almost three years where I kept my painting business going and I got pressure washing on the side. And then it was just about two years ago, I fully jumped in full time to my cleaning business. So with the franchise, what are some things?
1: I know some I don't know how many people are looking at that. But what are um, some advantages of being a franchise? And what are some disadvantages of being a franchise?
0: Yeah, it's a good, good question. So for me, I'm, you know, I'm entrepreneurial, but I would say, you know, I've got friends that are a 10 out of 10 on the entrepreneurial scale. They're coming up with new ideas every hour. I'm a little bit more conservative. So when I, when I came out of um, out of my business, you know, schooling, it was really, I was kind of scared to actually go and start a business on my own. I was told all the stats, you know, 8 out of 10 businesses fail you need to get help. So that was the big one. You know, we talk about mindset. It was like I want to do my own thing, but I also want to get my hand held. It's kind of like riding your bike with training wheels. You know, you're you're kind of less likely uh, to fall. So that would be, you know, one big advantage you get off the top is you get you get the support and you kind of get the training too. What's a disadvantage of having a franchise? So my opinion, my honest opinion is you get this support, this training, which is great when you know diddly squat. But after two, three, four years, you kind of start figuring this thing out more. You know how to get the phone to ring. You got your budget. You know what trucks you need. You know how to do the work. And so it kind of gets to this point where you get stuck and you're like paying this franchise fee on every job, but you don't necessarily feel you know there's value coming back and i always say everything in business you want just you want there to be equity it needs to be fair for both sides and it just came to a point where my business was growing and that fee grew so big i was like i can go hire a manager for that fee that i'm now paying annually so it really on on kind of the pocketbook it really started to to hurt me in time and so that's a good point of uh,
1: because I I actually had a competitor around here just start a franchise up and and I also had another competitor that quit the franchise and I bought his phone number and he had been in business for like 20 years. And that was the best probably investment of $20 that I spent in my, uh, in my for Mark. I mean, but you know, I, I, I haven't really had too many people on here about franchises. So that's kind of why i wanted. I didn't know you was actually in that franchise, but I want to give some, you know, there is, I, and I understand, you know, a franchise to become a franchise and to be able to franchise other people out. There's a lot of red tape that has to be done. I mean, you have to have manuals of every step, everything along the way, every, you know, for technician. And, you know, I'm trying to build some of that out myself, but, you know, some of that It's it's every, literally, it will walk you through step by step, and they have to actually have that before they can actually start selling franchises. So, you know, there is a lot of red tape in behind, and... It costs a lot of money for you to franchise out. This isn't something when somebody franchises, it's not just, hey, I'm going to start franchising my business out and and having these other little franchisees. It costs a lot of money to become a franchise. I'm not knocking franchises at all. You know, there is, like you were saying, you know, some people need that help, some people, but. Franchises, especially in the pressure washing business and some of the other businesses, are not cheap. You're looking at uh, most of the franchises I've looked at for my area of different sizes. You're looking at at least fifty 000 to a hundred thousand dollars up front, not including the royalty fees that come along with it. So. You know that's one reason why I've kind of put my course together is to help bring all this together. And David and both of I are both on. You got to get customers. It don't matter how much. And, and here's the thing: just because you go get a franchise doesn't mean that they're going to get you customers. Um, you still got to go out there and get the work. Is that not correct?
0: You're you're bang on with that, Jason. It's kind of funny too. You know we we. I'm a big fan of like in home services, there's no real secret sauce here. You know how we make the hamburger. It's really like I I was almost humbling coming into training where I'm getting all ready to hear all these marketing tips. It's like, guess what? Knock on 4,000 doors. Okay. End of story. It's like, it is literally, it's great to have a guide to show you what you got to do, but man, you've got to put on your big boy pants and put in the work day after day i remember you know evenings i'd go out in the rain and just be door knocking on my own and it sure matures you as a person getting you know no after no but that's where you kind of learn the skills of business
1: but wait a minute i thought if you did 400 you didn't need to do no more if it
0: if it worked (laughs) it worked if not it doesn't right exactly man it it's it's uh again it's a mindset thing where it's like you almost have this false sense of security you see if I join the franchise, I will get all this work. But you know, it's like we said off, off the call, it's 80, 20. Like we had 20% of franchises would kill it and they would go and buy an investment property when they're done. But then you got 80%. If you Google this organization, it's a scam. It's a scam. Don't buy it. So it's like, it's like anything of life, like literally whatever you put into it, you get out of it franchise or not there it's there's pros, but there's also cons to, to be aware of.
1: So I know we went down a whole nother rabbit hole that I didn't even think about going down because I didn't know you did franchise. So but that's okay because that's why <laughs> I love this stuff. So what uh, we uh getting to the next level. So you've been how long ahead did
0: you start your actual pressure washing business? Yeah, so we turned five years old in May. So we're pretty much hitting five years.
1: Five years? Have you hit the million dollar mark yet or getting
0: close? I think it'll be this year we, we're that's our plan to to hit it and you know it's first quarter but we're we're trending in the right direction.
1: Now is that a million dollars Canada or a million dollars American?
0: That's a great question. It's pesos here no it's it's dollars we're we're dollars. so Canadian dollars and our dollar differential I don't even know what it is now maybe 28 thirty, 30 cents something like that. I'm just giving you a hard time
1: yeah. so sunny. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> So, what has been the best way to get customers?
0: Man, I'm I'm a big fan of of organic marketing. You know, I I realize there's a lot of sexy online adwords you can do, and we do some of that. So I do practice what I preach. But man, I feel like for the people watching this who are getting their business going, for us, it's like it's it's neighborhood buzz we call it and this is a, a tactic i learned 12 years ago when i was a, a fresh-faced kid in in college what do you got to do uh we up to this year traditionally we've done a ton of door knocking uh works really well but we'll do you know uh signs in neighborhoods we work in we're doing our five rounds work really good and then like reviews and referrals those those ones, if you're gonna do anything, they're they're low cost and everything I do is like, where can we put $1 in and get $10 out in booked work? That's kind of the lens we view all our marketing in. Yes,
1: and I agree on that. I mean, that's 100%, you know, five arounds, you know, get your reviews, that right there will get your Google My Business up and running and yeah. and making sure you got all your pictures in there and all of the awesome things that go along with that, um, you know, so that's, that's the goal. So to hit your million dollars, how did you come up with that number? Did you just be like, I got a million dollar bill and I'm just yeah. going to hit it? man that's awesome i've never seen that it's amazing it's on your desk you buy something from EnviroSpec, spec they'll give it to you you buy the super sucker
0: man that's super cool uh for for us jason i i heard the quote back and i like to say it a lot on all these talks you know revenue for vanity profit for sanity so for us i don't really care your revenue or numbers of trucks i see that more as an indicator of like a byproduct to get to your goal. So for us, it, it was a, a kind of a logical decision that I and my two managers came up with. Uh, anyone who knows me knows my my kind of jam is like system sales, marketing, organization, leadership. I'm blessed with a really good hands on operations manager. And when we sat down and made the budget, it it came to this year to, to go to for one million twenty one thousand dollars is our exact revenue target to the dollar that we set pie in the sky and then we're now reverse engineering how many techs, how many hours how many trucks so like the revenue the trucks they're all a byproduct of that profit that we want to realize at the end of the day so talking about systems what the systems help us do man that's so systems for i tell everybody if something happens in your business more than once you know make make a system we had a, a tech last year you know he backed his trailer into a customer's truck obviously does not good but is that going to happen like every week we need to have a written procedure so and so do not back into cust. it's just like those are freak accidents but to answer your question jason anything that's going to happen more than once so what's the script when, you know, what are we saying when this thing rings? Is it just Jason's pressure washing? This is Jason. Do, do we actually have like a set script we can walk people through? Do we have a pricing guide or do we just go onto the Facebook groups and say, what do you guys charge for this house? Okay. I'm 599. Cause buddy is 699. Like, so they're, they're replicatable processes that you can build your business on. Um, that that are sound and they allow your business to grow and they also give you the business owner a tremendous amount of freedom so it's like literally how do you run your business taking it out of here and putting it on paper putting it on video
1: now you said that's a system now what if they have a system
0: already that sucks but that's a system correct A hundred percent. It's still it's still a system. You know, uh, I think Michael Kaplan said it. Your business is perfectly calibrated to achieve your your result right now. Something to that effect. I think I butchered his quote. But it's like these little guys running around in their truck, their business is already systematized. You're right, Jason. It's just the most terrible, archaic system that it's insanity. Like we're going to do the same thing year after year. And this will be the year we hit a million, but we're not going to do anything different, you know? So it, it it's, you're exactly right. Billy Bob's <laughs> pressure washing. <laughs> we red tip everything.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you're making me laugh. This is good. <laughs> so one thing that I've been preaching a whole lot here lately is um, getting educated, getting that in. I see you have a whole lot of books behind you. Um, Do, and I've been preaching it because I've, you know, I wish I would have done this a while ago. I wish that I would have came. I wish I would have read more, you know, even when I was in my business, Um, I really didn't start reading until after I sold my business. And, I think that that may have set me back a little bit. I think we could have accomplished more if I would have done that. So tell me a little bit about, you know, why you like reading, what books you like, stuff like that.
0: Yeah, it's a great question. It's a huge part of your your journey as an entrepreneur. I think whether you're pressure washing or you just started up a a flower garden center, like literally whatever you're doing, business or not, you're going to need to have knowledge. You're going to need to to be applying that knowledge. So for me, it I I always think it's crazy. You know, Jason and I are talking off, off the call how you can have something like Audible for $15 or $20 a month and literally get a, a credit dropped on your account every month. You can go and learn from someone. Like if you look at a book like this, you know, we're talking about the e-myth, Michael Gerber's e-myth. I tell every entrepreneur, like, don't talk to me, don't talk to Jason before you read this book because it will frame up your mindset on, on what you're going through. But if you can have someone's life work for $20 in a book is just, just laughable. So for me, like tangibly, it's really helped program myself right here. I I actually gave up my TV for a number of years because I just dove deep down the rabbit hole of, of learning. Now we got our TV back and like watching shows I'm a little more balanced out, but I went crazy reading books for probably five years straight.
1: And that's a good book, and like Dave said, E Myth is probably one of the best books to learn about basically not being a technician, you know, because that's kind of what emyth kind of hits on, of uh, you know a lot, especially a lot of you guys out here, um, you know, your trade people, your people of, you know, you, you're used to that twenty dollar an hour technician mindset. Um, you know, and, and so it kind of breaks that mindset. It kind of shows you that that mindset is a failure mindset. Um, mm-hmm. If you're an entrepreneur and or you're a technician and that you're trying to be an entrepreneur, um, you will probably fail with that mindset because that's not a good mindset to be able to get you to the next level. That's not, you know, and, and it also talks about all the different hacks that we gotta wear, you know, the the marketing hat, the HR hat, the, you know, everything along that way. And, and as we were talking before about systems, you know, it, it, there's a great illustration in the book where he talks about the, the two people start a business. And, you know, they talk about the failure way of starting a business and you, you go down the rabbit hole of, you know, you both started, nobody takes in charge of anything, nobody takes um, anything and it will fail. You will grow to a point and you will fail. But if you take it and you start out and you have a, a CEO, a, you know, all the different places that you need to have, and even if you sign your name in it, but when you go to hire somebody, you're taking your name out and you're putting somebody else's name in it. And that is what will help you grow your business, get to the next level, and everything along those lines. Is that not
0: correct? You're, you're bang on, Jason. I, I love how, you know, Michael Gerber in his in the E-Myth, he says it's all about working on our business, not necessarily in our business. And I get guys who say, well, what am I supposed to do? Sit in my office all day and work on my business. It's like, ideally, like in the winters, that's typically what I do. Before we got into Christmas lights, I would put this bad boy in airplane mode and just start typing systems. And And once you like catch a little bit of momentum of this it it just like compounds so like you know like i'm saying write out your incoming call script just tomorrow when a customer calls just once you hang up that phone just 15 minutes just type out what do you actually say on the phone for the guys stuck on the truck they're like pulling their hair out how do i get off the truck i'm like write down what you do on site like let's just get it out of here because there's so many good guys pressure washing. And and Michael in his book calls it an entrepreneurial seizure, you know, literally seizing up with like, oh, I'm a business owner because I got my pressure washer at Home Depot and now I got a truck. Like it's like there's a difference from like owning the job to actually like being a business owner. So just like read that book. It's so good.
1: Well, and it goes back to what I always preach too: of, you know, there's different dollar amounts to each task, each task, you know somebody on the truck, that's a, I mean, i paid people 15 to 20, 25 bucks an hour to do that Mm test. And I can pay that, you know, marketing, I could pay a hundred to $200, maybe $500, you know? And so I like working on those thousand dollar tests, those $10,000 tests. But if I'm working on a $25 task, I'm not working on that $10,000 task. And even the systems, writing out those systems, writing out the things that need to be done, that's part of working on that $10,000 task, not the $25 an hour task. The $25 an hour, $10 an hour task, any, I mean, I've, I've had many 18, 19, 20 year olds do that. They make great money. And they do that, you know, and and that task there is nice, but that's not
0: what's going to make me and get me to the next level. Totally, man. I, I tell people they think, oh, what, Dave, do you think you're better? You can't, you and Jason can't be on the truck. It's like, no, we definitely can. We should know how, we should see what our crew's doing. But I went through a leadership course and he told me you're actually doing your company a disservice. Imagine the captain of a cruise liner ship, if he's down there preparing the desserts and then running the restaurant and then overseeing the dance and cleaning the, the bowling alley, like you can crash the ship. So like as CEO, we're charting out, where is this business going? Are we sound financially? How's our balance of like the phone ringing with book jobs to like technicians in the field? Like when you go jump on site you're literally going to crash your ship because you're you're being arrogant thinking oh i can clean i can do this i can go do this like do it for one year two year but that's why people don't stand the test of time with their businesses cuz they don't actually systematize it they try to be superman and they end up unfortunately crashing their ship
1: Yes. And so we're, I'm going to jump back to the two things that grow your business. And what would you say the two things that grow your business?
0: Okay. For just growth sake, I would say number one is is that laser focus on marketing and sales. So for new guys getting in, I would say your first few years of business, eighty per, like Jason and I were 80-20 guys, right? Let's put 80% of your time over here, focusing on marketing and sales. It's like I tell people there's only three systems you need literally to grow your business to whatever level you want. We got client attraction. So we got to you know, win them over with marketing. You got client fulfillment. No one gets paid until you actually clean the house. Like you got to figure out how to actually do that, hire a crew. And then number three is just really knowing your numbers. You're going to you're going you're gonna to end up, like I said, crashing, crashing your ship. If you do not know uh, your numbers, which I almost had two years ago, we can chat about that if you want. We weren't charging enough. We didn't know, really know our numbers. And it's like, it's a very scary thing when you have multiple crews going and all your customers are happy, but what's actually in the bank at the end of the day, right? Prof or revenue for vanity, profit for sanity.
1: I love that (laughs) because a lot of people want to talk about that top number but they don't talk about that bottom number of
0: profit and profit is the most
1: important thing and so what so obviously you didn't know you was wasn't charging enough and so um, was that a hard thing to try did you think you were charging enough or what what was one of those things that was
0: like I need to charge more it was pretty much coming like right in the middle of busy season jason and seeing like wow we did one month two months we we had these big revenue months but by time all the costs are going out and you know don't get me wrong we did reinvest some of our profits so we were still profitable but it was like oh it wasn't enough of profit to really sustain the business because after you pay everyone you pay yourself the owner you should be then there's profit then guess what then there's tax you pay too and then you got to float through a slow season of winter so like you got to really be a savage with your numbers and so we ended up sitting down i sat down reviewed everything and saw like the biggest lever you can pull in a home service business is the people on site right if you can get that labor that direct technician labor in that sweet spot where it should be the rest will kind of take care of itself like i don't really care how low your sh price you get or if you saved a few bucks on this or what watch those numbers yeah but really the main lever is that labor on site which all comes to like what actual prices are you getting on on site so we had to dial up our prices significantly like what was your
1: what was your close rate before you dialed it in versus what was your close rate once you raised your prices and you started becoming more profitable? This is gonna
0: shock people. 54% close rate on the old model, $56 an hour charge rate in the field, not not great, fine if it's just you going and you quit your job, whatever, but if you're paying people and everything and we we wanted to do it debt-free from day one, so like that money goes really quick. 54% prior with the low price, 50 percent after the increase and we were hundred and two dollars an hour after that price adjust and we we changed a few things operationally to make us more efficient but only a four percent drop in signing ratio um in comparing those two models
1: so what was your so let's just go down a little bit further what was your average yeah. ticket before before versus the average ticket after raising prices
0: Bigger, bigger tickets too, Jason. I think we were, after the price raise, we were 680 was our average ticket. Before, I want to say maybe we were 450 or so. I'd have to double check that. But it, it was just like, once we raised our prices, it was just like a breath of fresh air. Just like, again, it's like, oh, look at all these trucks, everything. I'm feeling so good. But when you actually see what's coming in on the bottom line, That's like the first thing I tell people I I mentor, like, let's sit down and figure out your pricing model. Because I would say that's not just pressure washing specific, like, even in the painting world, I saw it, guys just come in and they're not going in cheap because they're trying to screw everybody. Literally, like, they just don't know, like, you just don't know what you don't know. And that was exactly me a couple years back. That's what I always tell people, man. You just
1: don't know what you don't know, you know? (laughs) And it's so true. It's so true because, you know, just think if you wouldn't have raised your average ticket up, and and, and that's what it's all about, getting that, you know, raising, and it doesn't mean that we're raising our average ticket up by doing 10 times more work and making still that $56 an hour. No, that is not what I'm saying by far. I'm saying, and, you know, I had a guy beat me up on a comment that, that was saying that you're just screwing people and that's unethical and here's the deal guys if you're going to be in business all year long and we're a seasonal business that only works 8 months out of the year you got to make enough money so that you can put it in a honey hole so that you can get through the next year otherwise you're not going to make it through winter time and you're going to go broke and you're going to go out of business and so I don't feel that, you know, a lot of times when when I see comments like that, it comes back to mindset. A lot of people have poor mentality, poor mindset, poor mentality mindset. They think that, you know, oh my gosh, $100 an hour is like crazy high. You're going to charge $200 an hour, $300 an hour. That yeah. blows their mind. But... If you want to have profit on the bottom side of things, you got to be there. You got to be there because, especially if you're going to grow a business, you're going to have managers, you're going to have a receptionist, you're going to, if you get big enough, you're going to have HR, you're going to have all these things that go in there. And you want to take yourself, and remove yourself out of the business so that you can work on the business. And to do that, you got to have profit. you got to have money coming in. And yes, I know sometimes it's hard for us to understand that, but I literally just got this comment today of, I can't believe how you're screwing people. Now, do you
0: feel like you're screwing people? Man, not for one sec. I was going to say, like, let's consider the source where that comment came from and I get those comments too every so often. It's always the one disgruntled guy in the truck. You'll never get that comment from someone who's got multiple crews and who's actually had their washing business, let's say more than two years, like someone actually who, who gets it. So like it's hard to really describe to someone what we're saying until they actually like experience it. You know, it's almost just like, You got to go to the theater and see the movie yourself because i can't just show you the trailer and get you all hyped up like literally just get your ticket and and go and what we had to do i actually put a lot of the the price increase i figured it out what we need to charge and i actually got my manager to help convey those phone calls those new quotes to our customers and we did lose a little bit of the bottom end that's that's okay there was some attrition but I think as business owners, we get emotionally attached to our price book. We're just like, I talked to this guy in pest control the other week. He was charging like $249 for something. And I said, put it to 400 bucks. Like, just try it this week. And he texted me, oh my goodness, people are still booking. This is, I'm just like, you went and saw the movie. Like, you just experienced what I said to do. And so I love teaching this stuff because I've literally lived through it. I saw how nasty it can be. And now I'm seeing where we're on the road, much more profitable and and continuing to grow from there. And, you know, I don't preach what I don't practice.
1: You know, I I believe it 100%. I see it, you know, the guys that I see that are successful, that listen to us are, you know, they will go a long way. You know, I was just talking, we was talking before we got on here. I know he's on here, Andrew and his wife. You know, they just started like five months ago, I believe it was. He wrote a success story and a membership. And that's the reason why I wanted to show that. Because, you know, in 30 days he's gonna be completely debt free. And they've been trying to get debt free for over five years, I believe he told me. Um and, and in thirty days, well, a couple of the success stories because I'm big, I'm big on writing your success stories as you go i'm huge on that don't set this big goal that you probably you know this behag goal and that's the only goal you hit i want you to set the little goals and when you hit that that's a success story that's huge yeah. that will help you grow your business that helps you get to the next success story that helps you get to the next one And how do we do that? We set an action plan. What am I going to do to be able to get to that success plan? And so, you know, he's paid off like four or five credit cards and through the success stories and that, and it wasn't, I mean, I know I helped him get along a lot, but I also know he watches a lot of your stuff too. And so Andrew is one that is, that is what makes me happy is to see people like that. You know, he did, I believe it was like a $19,000 month and only being in business for five months is freaking amazing. I don't care who you are. That is life changing stuff right there. I don't care, especially because it's just him and his wife and that's it. You know, that's life changing um, I'm pretty sure if you had $19,000 when you first started business it would be pretty much life changing,
0: would it not? 100%. 100%. A- Andrew's smart too, man. When he, he booked a free call with me, he's a smart guy. He wants to learn. I could hear this like keyboard in the background brrr, typing away. I'm just like, this guy is downloading my brain and I love it because what Jason and I say, the guys, the girls we help, it's so satisfying when they actually listen and take action because we're not making this stuff up. We're, we're both doing it. And it's just so cool when somebody actually jumps in and, and takes action. So sh- props to you, Andrew, like really, really amazing what, what you're doing. So keep it up, man. And somebody asked how you get
1: those jobs. A lot of it, I believe, was boots on the ground. He went knocking on doors and he, he did, it wasn't nothing of uh, just magical. It was boots on the ground. I believe he did some signs and, yeah. and all of that kind of thing. And so that is what you do. Um, I'm not that smart. She is, haha, is what he put, you know. And so, you know, this is things that um but you both work great as a team, you know. And some of you know, and I've always said this too, you know, if you have a wife or a female answer the phone, that's a good thing. Because they're probably gonna close more than you are because A lot of us guys get into this point of we go down this technical rabbit hole that doesn't do any good that moves the needle forward where a female will come in and and make it. And so Andrew put how he gets most of his business or that $19,000 was cold calls, signs, and became referrals. What what did we talk about early? Signs, yeah. referrals, five-star reviews. And he even struggled on some of that because Google was being stupid with him and he had it all locked down for about a month or two from Google. So he fought through it, got through it, and got to the next level.
0: What does uh, Ramon Burke say too? A- answer the dang phone right here. Like It's just like that is another, again, just such a simple thing. I love his acronym hearing that because I'm just like, you remember it and it is just so true like you see those missed calls again when you're working in the business you're up a ladder on the truck you're you're great you're fulfilling a 400 job i guarantee you you're letting you know another 400 job miss just with a missed call so when i was able to actually get someone picking up my business phone was like oh i actually have a clear head i can go sell or go and you know door knock in a neighborhood it gives you a lot of clarity so just you gotta pick up those calls. You're you're paying Google, Facebook, signs, whatever to actually get the phone to ring. Let's finish the deal and, and pick it up.
1: Let's not even go down that route of people not okay. picking up the phone. That's that's if you're not gonna be willing to pick up the phone, you might as well not even start in business. because that, that's one thing that you know, honestly, I, when I, I wrote this out, honestly, I think one of the biggest there's two things I think grow business one obviously is marketing but one of the one of this is kind of part of marketing is communication communication will grow your business bigger if one thing that can set you apart from your competitors is communication communication and i'm not just talking about answering the phone i'm talking about all the as bobby walker puts all the little things and a lot of the little things come through that phone call and you know we can set out a lot through there You know, when we're calling to say, hey, we're on our way, when we are texting, hey, we're on our way, hey, we're starting the job, here's a picture, hey, we finished the job, here's a picture, you know, and I'm going extreme right there with that. But you know what? When I do that and I communicate with that customer, and that customer knows exactly what's happening, they know exactly what's getting done, they know. When you go to ask for that review and you keep communicating, yeah. you will set yourself apart bigger than anything, especially in the world that we live in today. Nobody wants to talk to anybody and you can't get a freaking bid. We was talking to somebody not tonight and they're like, we're trying to get bids and nobody will even
0: answer their phone. They're like, if
1: we get somebody to answer their phone, we're so excited.
0: Jason, we now give bids and tell customers call these other two companies because they'll actually pick up their phone. You know, it's like you're actually serving your customer, telling them who to call. Because I also know they're reputable companies and it's going to be apples to apples. They are paying their insurance. Their taxes are up to date. Uh, We have, you know, similar business models. We both care for the customer. And if you read through, like, go put in a company in your area that, He's that sounds like a competitor. book
1: that I just got done reading.
0: They ask, you answer. That's it. There you go. <laughs> it's like if you if you guys go on on your on Google and put in your biggest competitor in the area who has the best reviews. If you read through their reviews, maybe 10% of them are actually about how clean the gutters were, how shiny the siding is. It's like The clients remember how you made them feel. And if you read through our reviews, I was doing it the other day. It's like polite, professional uh, service above and beyond. They got me a quote quickly, like, sorry, we're a cleaning company. Why is no one mentioning the actual cleaning here? Like, it's like, let's not let's obsess over the things our customers care about. We're still cleaning the house. Don't get me wrong. But it's like the clean house falls under this umbrella of service. That is like, how can you surprise and delight your customer? And that, that clean house is just one element, similar to how your price is just one element of your entire service package. Like so much more goes in the recipe to build the cake than just the one ingredient.
1: Yeah, 100%, and that's Kirk Kempton. We're just a customer service company that just so yeah. happens to do pressure washing. And Marcus from We, You Answer, or They Answer, You Answer, puts, we're basically a media company that just so happens to be doing pressure washing is basically yep. what we are. You know, we're making it easy for them to be able to get the information. We're making it easy. We're we're following up. We're We're doing video follow-up. There's all kinds of things that we can do that will set you so far apart that everybody will want to use you. They don't care about their house being dirty. That, like you said, in the reviews, they didn't say nothing about your house being dirty what they talk about, how polite, how, you know, those are the things that set you apart. You know, we can all say we answer the phone, we, but when we talk about going down the little things and all the little things add up, and that is so true, you know, when, and it doesn't matter what we're dealing with. When we're talking about customer service, customer service and communication is the number one thing to grow your business. That will set you apart bigger than anything. And when people talk about you, they will know about you, and that is what makes you awesome and your company awesome and everybody wants to work with you and everything like that. Yep. Um, Let's see. So tell me one thing that you failed in business and two or three things
0: that you learn from that failure? It's a good question. We can do a whole podcast on my failures. Um, You know, the one, the one we'll talk about, maybe Jason is, um, I, you know, I say you need the three things in business. You need, you need projects, which we've kind of hammered marketing. You need profit, which we've kind of talked about again. These are all like separate chats we could do, but the last one I'd say to kind of round this out would be like the people equation. So those are the three things, right? And you're constantly, looking for this balance of like, like new guys who get started, they're like, oh, Jason, how can I book 10 grand, 20 grand? Like they would be so happy if they could do that. Well, when they do that, they're like, crap, now I need to go get people to join my team. And that's like, we got to get now to second base. So for me, a big failure early on was I didn't actually do a good job building a culture. And I didn't even take one hour of my time to set a vision for, for my pressure washing business until about, a year and a half ago, I would say, I actually sat down and I pumped out a vision for where's this thing going. And then my team at the time, I threw them all in a room pre-COVID. I ordered pizza and I said, two hours, I'm paying you all. I'm telling you where this thing's going. And it was like from that summer day, it was like a switch turned on in a couple of my key people that was like, this is becoming an actual business. So Prior to that point, I did not do a good enough job like telling people where this pressure washing business is going and how it could be a career for them and not just a job. A good book for that is called Vivid
1: Vision. Vivid Vision is a great book that teaches you talking about just that right there of showing the vision, giving it to your employees so that way everybody has the vision and putting the vision out to the world Um, and you're marketing the whole nine yards. Um, It is a great, it's a little book. It's about a two or three hour book, audible read. So it's not very long. And he kind of goes over about writing your vision and how you're supposed to write your vision of um, you write it in three-year periods, not five, not two, but in a three-year period. And so vivid, or, um, yeah, vivid Vision is a great book to read. So that way, you can kind of give that vision. So you have a vision. You have your goals. So that way, everybody on company and on board will go and get to the next level.
0: And what I thought, Jason, at the time, I was a little you know, 98, we did $89,000 my first year, I still remember. And I was like, I don't need to make like I knew like of a vision, but I I discarded it again in my mindset because I thought I'm such a rinky dink business. Like, it's almost laughable to make a vision and make an org chart. But it's like, man, from day one, I would sit down and write, what could this business be? And you're going to change it over time. Like Jason said, make a three-year. If if you call me in three years, I guarantee you that vision is going to be different then. But at least it gives you, like, a true north of something to shoot towards. And I I just had this mindset of, like, this is Dave's pressure washing business. And when I made it a vision, it turned from I into we. So it was a big mistake early on. I wish I did it sooner because now you turn your business into this, like, attraction culture where Jason said, you know, people want to now join you. And they're like, wow, look at all these areas on your org chart. Like for us, we have 45 positions now on our org chart in three years we want to fill. And so our current team is like, wow, I could see myself doing that in two years or three years. And like, that's how you get people to stay. They don't stay because they're spraying SH and cleaning gutters like they stay for you and and the vision and the culture you're making so
1: um no i agree on that and and even i'm gonna before i jump to these questions or the because there's some good comments here you know even on the vision side of you know i'm big on this one here you know, get your vision board. What 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 do you want? Not just in a business, but even personal. what What are the, what are your goals? What is your vision? Get if you don't want to write them down, go get pictures and pictures of you know. Maybe you want a car. Maybe you're that type of person that you love cars, or maybe you want a boat. Maybe you want a new house. Maybe what what is your vision? And I believe that a hundred percent. I actually had a guy the other day. He's like. Jason, I did a vision board, and this was a couple months ago. He's like, I did a vision board, and I thought it was going to take like three or five years to get all this stuff that I had on there. And I, man, I got it done in less than two years. And it's like, wow. you, you you see it, you will get it. You know, it gives you more of that, it gives you that giddy up it, and go to get going into work and reason why you're there for it, you know? And I think that we lose sight of that a lot of times of what, what, What is your main drive of running your business? What is that one thing that makes you kick that once you get
0: out of bed? I even made mine my freaking background of my phone. So it's like, what things, you know, represent you? What do you want your life to be about? And, and, you know, it can be toys and things you want, like everything, different things motivate different people, guys. Some want a car, a house, some want to travel, want freedom, like get your significant other, something nice, like all these different things fire us up, but there's something that happens from the brain to you actually writing down a goal or putting it like visually every text I get, I'm looking at my vision board. It's literally like programming your brain for what you want. And again, that's a big mistake from day one. It's like reverse. What do you actually want from this business? Like people, Jason, you ask them, they're like, Oh, I want a million dollar pressure washing business. It's like, why do you even want that? Okay, well, you know, I want to tell all my buddies I got the biggest business. It's just like, man, it we get it backwards. Like set up the business to serve you, your family, your community, whatever you want. And, and a lot of good stuff will come of it. Absolutely.
1: Um, so Andrew put customer relation is key uh, for us. We did a job bid job Friday, talked for an hour and a half with the lady she had four bids for her home that were lower than my price and we secured it for a sixteen hundred dollar ticket that is awesome
0: you can't tell me people shouldn't be investing in coaching get get jason's course man that one job it's just like man we we need to learn these things good job again andrew
1: um, my wife is listening she said who are you listening to dr phil i just passed out laughing
0: <laughs> i had to put that one up. that's funny i like it <laughs> <laughs> comment of the day all right guys so
1: um what self we we've hit on this a little bit i want to hit on a little bit more because i believe this is something i've I was reading i went through my i was been i've been gone this week so i haven't been in my community as much as i liked and i was in there today and and this is something that i i'm getting a lot of of fear and self-limiting beliefs and you know a lot of a lot of my people that are on here right now are in their older age i got some younger age but in the older ages and it's the self-limiting belief of can I start a pressure washing business? What that fear of can I start it? Can I do that? What's your what what is your take on that fear and how to overcome that fear for someone?
0: Yeah, it it's a very real fear. Like for me, again, I got started in the franchising space, so I I, you know, kind of dipped my toe into the water, I guess. So but it took me guys almost two to three years i forget exactly how long where i'm running this business painting which was like my steady eddie pay the bills and then it wasn't like i just shuffled this off and burned the ships and dove into pressure washing it was like i needed to for me i needed to hit 100k pressure washing until i was like this is a real thing i can do it full time so i think just like I'm not one that's just like, oh, if you believe it, you can achieve it. Like Gary, go quit your job, put your family at risk, like just go for it. Like it, t- it can take a little bit of time, but I think at a certain point, you got to take a bit of a calculated risk in business and actually jump in and do this full time. So one thing that's helped me is, is borrowing, you know, Josh Latimer said, he, one of my mentors, like you can borrow confidence from other people. And for me, it was like, if I just have one, like if this podcast was 30 seconds and Jason was just like, what's the one thing and we're going to hang up, I would say, get around someone who's already done what you want to do and just learn from them paid or not, like depending on your finances, pay someone or just go learn as much as you can. Cause it's these books behind me. It was my coaches, my mentors, like everything is kind of chipped in to to help build what you're building. if you look at Andrew, he's borrowing, beliefs from from jason going through his program he's borrowing from other mentors in the industry so we don't just make this stuff up i think you can kind of borrow from other people and and learn from their successes and then you apply it in your own business Mark, and I just, he just signed up. I'm, I
1: actually got a mentorship going right now. There's only five spots. That's number four. I only have one spot left. Mark just took it. I sent you the Voxer access, so you should have that. And then other four, I sent the Voxer access to. Um, Nice. And that's the only access you get to Jason is that way. So (laughs) I don't give my phone number out. And then, in fact, I had a hater on me because I don't give my phone number out. And, you know, it's one of those things that if I gave my phone number out, I would never get anything done um yep. and and fear is real for everyone you know but how soon are you able to overcome mm-hmm. your fears is what matters how 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 are you able to look fear in in, in you know I'm not saying fear is not a bad thing because fear can be a good thing you know me me fearing to fall off the roof is a good thing that's mm-hmm. if I didn't have that fear that would be a bad thing we just yep. got to know how to overcome so that way we can become um, and get to the next level so I think, Go ahead. Sorry,
0: I cut you off. I think there's just a difference, guys, of also like fear and then also courage. Right. Like to start my pressure washing business, it wasn't like, oh, Dave is so brave. He doesn't have any fear. It's like, no, I have fear, but I, I weighed out all the costs and I dove in anyways. And that that difference is courage, like courage is taking action even though you're still a li- you still have that fear so courage isn't like the absence of fear you're still feeling it but you're proceeding to take action anyways and that's where people get this like entrepreneur attitude like i got buddies oh i'll start a pressure washing business one day. i could do that no problem it's like well then why didn't you go do it because you're just scared you know that's where fear is over overtaking your you're causing inaction
1: so that is awesome. Um, I have, before we get off here, I want to give you your chance of whatever, but I put David's YouTube channel down underneath here. Make sure you go subscribe. He's putting out a video a week giving different information out there. Um, get on his email. He, that way you don't miss that also, so you can get on his email list. Um, so that way you can make sure that you will be able to get to where you need to have, or where you need to get to where you need to go at. But David puts out a lot of information. He's been doing one a week. Um, he's only at about, I think, twelve or 1,300 subscribers. So help him get his subscriber well, count up. I got to catch up to the king. Well, good and luck, luck on that. Because I'm, gonna I'm going to keep
0: going. I'm the baby prince, the king, <laughs> staring ahead. I love it.
1: <laughs> um, but make sure you go down in that the, the bottom down here and um, subscribe to him. Also, subscribe to me if you haven't already. Um, and so that way you can get to the next level. Because that's my goal is, is I want to help you get to the next level. Um, rather, you're just starting out. Rather, you're wanting to get to the next level in, in business. Um, same way with um, David's doing the same thing. Um, somebody just said they sub so, um, make sure you go subscribe to his business or his channel. He gives out tons and tons of information. He has a website. Everything that's in the description of his stuff, so that way you can go find out more and binge watch some of his videos. Um, if you don't like his Canadian accent, then I don't know what to tell you. But a, uh, but um, a, you know a. So <laughs> how do you spell Canada? C A. <laughs> yeah. I like that. <laughs> I have awesome. your phone number Thomas put yeah please don't give it out to anybody else either so um, <laughs> Tom I gave my phone I used to give my phone number out in my training courses or not yep. in my training courses my in-person Thomas actually took my in-person a year ago um, yep. i actually do have um, two spots left for this week at Fredericksburg um, if anybody wants to do pressurewashhelp.com slash in-person training um, I go over everything you get to do everything. My wife is Canadian somebody put. So nice. David, tell me yes. um, if you was a brand new person, what how would you start your pressure washing business off now that you have all the information you have now?
0: Well, I would like I said off the top, I would uh, maybe we, that was off air. don't don't sink the ship guys with with equipment. That's recommendation number one. You know, don't steer, like literally steer clear from the fancy setup. What? You mean equipment don't grow your business? (laughs) Sitting in your driveway? Unfortunately, no. You got to, you're, you're, unfortunately guys, it's not like you build it and they will come. You know, that's what some people think gets getting started. So your first two, three years, literally just stay in your lane and focus on getting your, your phone to ring. You got to become a master marketer in order really to build a solid pressure washing business. Step two, get around someone, like I said, who's already done it before. Be very wary of these guys on groups and YouTube channels who literally started their business two weeks ago, and now they're telling you what to do for $89. Like just literally vet people and say, what have you done? Have you shown people? Okay, like always just consider the source of information because it worries me. In the online space how easy it is just to start up and be this facade of an expert so learn from people like Jason who's already done it before who's credible those are the people you want to be learning from because if I look back at my journey I think we grew quite quite quickly with pressure washing largely because I got around people who did what I wanted to do one of my mentors today they're in HVAC and they're doing about 10 million dollars with a bunch of trucks. And I go in there shop quarterly for two hour lunches just to literally sit to at their feet and learn from them. And it's like they're in a totally different industry. I'll never be in HVAC plumbing. Probably not. And I just get to learn from them. So those would be like title of this you know, video, the two things like let's go deep sales marketing, know your numbers, but then like learn from people who have went ahead of you because you can build this thing in in three or five years like look at a guy like Andrew I'd love to talk to him in three years and see where this thing is it's going to be a, a beast to contend with I wouldn't want to be in his area if he didn't get around people like Jason he would it could take him 15 years who knows so it's like what what is time worth to you you know nope absolutely 100 you know i always tell people you know and
1: it's true of your you will become like the five people you're around so you don't want to be the smartest of the five people you're around because at that point you've put a uh, you put a ceiling on you you want to be the dumbest person of the five people around because at that point you only got one way to go and that's up and that is so true you know i look at some of my mentors you know one of my mentors That I've been around a lot is my CPA. Dude's worth millions and millions and millions of dollars. And is it because he's rich that I want to be around him? No, it's because he's got information that I want. You know, he knows things. He's able to look at things that I can't look at that and say, he can look at something and say, do this. And I'm like, how did you come up with that? But, you know, I got some friends that, like you say, that are in the the service business and not even in the pressure washing business that I'm looking up to. Those are the people that I want to look up to. You know, BBB, Mike Dolkey is in there. You know, I look up to Mike. Why? Because he's went ahead and went to the places that I want to get to. That is the thing that I want to do. Yep. Yep. (laughs) If you're the smartest guy in the room, find a different room. Amen, Ray. Amen, <laughs> Amen. to that. You Time's know. free. So, um, you know, and get around like-minded people. Honestly, you know, not in as in like-minded people of, you know, you're all negative and, and Because negativity will kill you faster than anything. Negativity will drain you so fast it's not funny you know get around positive people that are willing to be positive be get you know when you think positive you're going to be positive at the end of the day if you think negative and everything is negative you're going to be a life in misery at that point and usually especially starting a new pressure washing business your family will be the most negative to you in the beginning because they don't think you're smart enough. You didn't go to college. What are some other things that may be thrown at you?
0: It, it's so true, man. I actually look back at my journey. I had this contract to sign for the painting franchise. I'm at the kitchen table, I'm 19 years old, and you needed a witness and my dad is giving me one of these and my mom's giving me one of these and so I went ahead and did it and I'm like, "Man, I would not have went. I don't come from family of entrepreneurs." So it's like i wasn't given money to go start a business or anything it's like you had to, i had to figure it out but it's like you're gonna have a people in your circle it's like the barrel of monkeys you know the monkeys getting out of the crate and they all link up to pull them back down and so the like your community as entrepreneurs is is everything again back to latimer he says entrepreneurs feel momentum or we feel not in momentum and that really dictates our mood we we even in in my house it's just my Mm -hmm. wife and i we made a pact where we're not allowed to say something is impossible it's just helping program our minds so might try the one later today i want to go to space you know well it's not possible we'll figure out a way how to do it maybe one day who knows but it's like having that posture of like we can create the end result and 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 believing that to our core is is amazing things start to happen Amen. Any last words, man? I'm happy. Thanks for having me on. Thanks for, you know, time is your most precious resource. So Jason, giving me your time and also the listeners here too. I hope every video I make, you know, that push out, I I just want you to take like one piece away that you can go put into your business. So I hope that we, uh, we accomplished the mission of this, uh, this chat and, and wanted to thank you for listening. Awesome. Thanks guys. We'll
1: see you on I don't know, next week Thursday. <laughs> Hang on there. Let me Thank you
0: for listening to the episode today. If you want to get even more value from David, then book your free coaching call at homeservicebusinesscoach.com.